Shut up and sit down. Hey everybody, and welcome to Nerd Splating. I am your host, Eric Da Silva, and with me as always is my co-host, Jose Romero. What's going on, brother? Very exciting. Uh, nice early Saturday. We usually don't record during this time of the day. Yeah, I know. We usually record on Sundays, which is the Lord's Day of Rest. So I thought, you know what? If it's good enough for the Lord, it should be good enough for me. So I figured, you know, <laughs> we know, see if we can record a little earlier. And uh, Saturday kind of worked out. Some people do it Friday nights, depending on like certain future guests, which would be exciting to have. But uh, today we're recording on a Saturday. Uh, I got my nice cup of coffee. I feel uh, very refreshed because, you know, I got to go to sleep uh, uh, watching uh, Falcon Winter Soldier twice. I had to watch it back to back to make sure I got all of the, oh, of wow. the nuance I wanted to make sure. Because the first time I watch it, I watch it with my kids, which means I'm not oh, really right. watching yeah, it. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, tickling. Yeah. I'm wrestling. I'm... Uh, I'm, it, because of WandaVision, they all have conspiracy theories every time somebody walks to the screen. So you got to pause and go, who do you think this is? Oh, that's really smart. I'm like, that's not smart. I just got to pretend it is because you're small and I'm older. So, you know, it was a, it's a whole thing. So I watched it a second time and go, oh, nuance. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw it late last night too. So I'm ready. To, we'll, we'll obviously, we'll discuss that later. Uh, obviously, yeah. obviously. But I'm excited, man. There's a little things in life, man. I, I, I'm about an hour and a half away from going to Cracker Barrel. So, you know, hey. Wow! Cracker Barrel, so I've, yeah, I've the good never, stuff. I've never seen anyone excited about going. I'm excited about Cracker Barrel. I guess you know, it's either I'm really hungry because I had a breakfast breakfast yet, so I think has something to do with it. So it's not. It's not I like it's Cracker Barrel. It's not. It's not a <laughs> pandemic quarantine thing. It's just you're a fan of Cracker Barrel. I like Cracker Barrel. Yeah, you, like, you know, you like I'm having Cracker Barrel. a hefty breakfast that gets you constipated for three days. That's that's your that's your move. Uh, that's your. Well, I got it down to two days. So listen, you know. I'm not I'm not kink shaming. That's whatever you do, you do. That's fine. I'm just surprised that a grown man is that excited about Cracker Barrel. But I, I, well, yes, listen, I promised my girl I take her. So you know, fair I, enough. Fair, that's all I'm you also be say. excited about going to Cracker Barrel. Absolutely, enjoying that country country breakfast. See, and here's the thing: pancakes. Because you live in Miami, I kind of feel like you're taking your Hispanic girlfriend to the Cracker Barrel is a little show off. It's a little bit like, look, ladies, this is what curves look like. <laughs> Jealous. So I feel it's a little bit of that. So there's, there's only so much tostada and cafe con leche. You can have every day. Sometimes you just gotta. It's a Saturday. All right, fair enough. You fair know? enough. Look, look, look at you trying to extend the olive branch to, to the other culture. I appreciate that. Very good for you. You're you're, you're I'm accepting. Yeah. You're, a you're a humble hey, warrior. You're a humble warrior. I like you. that. So inclusivity is the key. That's here. it, man. That's how it is. It's all unity, baby. It's all unity. <laughs> uh, speaking of unity, we have so many different topics to talk about, all under the banner of nerdism. So we're uniting a lot of fun things today. So uh, Jose, why don't you hit us with those nerdy yeah, nuggets? Nerdy nuggets, breakfast nuggets today. Boom, apparently, boom. so let's start with uh, it's an interesting one. Let's start with this. So the uh, Paramount officially announced a new Star Trek film to, I guess, debut in 2023, which means they'll probably stop shooting next year at some point. Sure. Um, no details. Not, no one's attached. I don't know if this is a continuation of J.J. Abrams. Of course, I think Star Trek Beyond was the last one. Right. Uh, a couple of years back. Or if this is a reboot. I don't know. They're you know bring a whole new story. And or. Well, it's definitely not going to be Quentin Tarantino. Who is I was about to, to say. This. Is it the Quentin yeah. one? No? Okay, no, so. no. No. That's, it's not the, that's not happening. That's already confirmed. Does which that, is a shame. Because that would have been great. There's not going to be a petition in 2026 to release the Quentin uh, cut. <laughs> maybe. Oh, God. <laughs> it could very well be so. Uh, so. But I mean. You, you hear. I mean. Do you. I mean. 
uh, you know, a big Star Wars fan? No, the Star Wars has its fan base. And I like uh, uh, Star Trek. I'm Star- sorry, Star Trek. Oh, um, Star Trek uh, has its fan I, base. I, mean, I, you I, re- I respect Star Trek. I, 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 the, for a very long time, I was very anti-Star Trek. Uh, and then um, when I started going on the road and, and being stuck in hotel rooms, I started to like, just watch like old... Uh, Star Trek when they were on, like on, on reruns and that kind of stuff, and then like I like kinda... uh, Captain Kirk. Uh, oh, the Captain Kirk era, the original, oh. the original. I mean, I actually got into Next Gen. The way I told people I got into Next Gen was I got into season three, and they told me that was the best thing to do because season one and two is like a mess. Like it's all it's either really bad or inconsistent. And they said what season three is kind of when they got their legging and they were able okay. to kind of like figure out how to do the show properly. So I got into it. I got to see like the finale with Q, which I thought was that that season, fin- that series finale of Star Trek really with Q yeah. was that, like legit yeah. awesome. I was like, this is really yeah. good. And uh, I, I've always been more of a Babylon 5 guy if you're going to be like weekly uh, sci-fi. Uh, which is I always hated Deep Space Nine as a ripoff because I've heard the whole story about how <laughs> he tried to sell it to Star Trek and they said no, so he did Babylon 5. And uh, then, like a year later, okay. magically, they came up with a show called Deep Space Nine out of Babylon 5. I was like, really? You mean to put a number on it too? Just to go, screw you, Straczynski. We're taking your <laughs> idea and we're going to make it sound as close. Like, Deep Space Nine as an FU to Babylon 5 is like when you go to, it's like people who go to Pornhub just to watch like stepsister incest porn. Like it's just on a, like <laughs> it's not wrong, but it's just wrong enough. It's like, you know, it's wrong enough that you can't go to jail, but it's, you're still like gross. So, you know, it's that kind of feeling. That's what I have about it. But the original series, I got into it later. I ended really appreciating it. Uh, I, I like the J.J. Abram movies. I know people are very split about that. I happen to enjoy them. Uh, I thought they were really good. Um, even the con one, I thought was fine. Like it, like it wasn't like like I said, maybe because I'm not so married to the material that I'm like, ah, it's good. like I'm like, oh, okay, I I know I've seen Conrad the Con, so I can kind of get this too. Uh, mm-hmm. Even Beyond, I thought was 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 fine. I, I feel like Beyond, I like Beyond. Yeah, I, I like, liked all of them. To be honest with you, yeah, like, I feel, as far as J.J. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I feel like Beyond didn't get the proper respect it's due. Like people were no. like, like either didn't care about it enough. I was like, this is actually a really solid movie, and I'm sort of surprised that it was so like either not uh, no one no one cared or it was kind of panned. So that was kind of weird about that. Uh, yeah, it's more like I think nobody cared at that point. Uh, um, out of the three, it was the lowest grossing by a large margin. Right. Right. Which is why I'm surprised they're actually announcing a new one. Star Trek was never a huge property. Like the the biggest, as far as pure financially, was J.J. Abrams, the original, the first one that came out. It was definitely niche. Like a Star Trek. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like. But I mean. I, I get. Looks. I look forward to it. Why not? Yeah. I mean, just do. I want to do something new. I mean, bring a new. Uh, sure. Do something new with it. I mean, I don't want to see. No, J.J. Abrams. It was more like a reboot of. Right. What we've seen, I want to see like a new, like no Captain Kirk. Just I, give us something new and different. I mean, I'm I fine will with say that. hot take on this. I'm going to put this out there. Uh, I've watched uh, because you know of quarantining. You had to watch everything to keep yourself distracted. I watched Picard's series and I watched uh, Star Trek Discovery. Mm. I actually enjoyed Discovery more than Picard. So I hope that they kind of take. Now, they weren't perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but I felt like Discovery had a lot of like fun action, even though they shouldn't have had so much action based on a context. And I feel like Picard sure. kind of like just reimagined Star Trek as if it happened today with no like consequence to the past, which is crazy because they had leaned so much heavy on like what's going on with him and Data. But like it, mm-hmm. the, the world was not the world that we were sold when we watched Next Gen. You know what I mean? Like we were told that the no, world. No, yeah, is- I agree. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can tell they're taking. Star Trek in a whole new direction. Good right, or bad. Some, right. some people hate it. Some, some people love it. But it's very divisive. Let's put it that way. Um, but I, let, let's see. I mean, listen. 
bring us uh, Zack Snyder. Let's, let's see what he can do. Oh, my God. <laughs> Zack Snyder's Star Trek. First of all, it wouldn't be light speed. It'd be slow speed. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> it'd be the opposite. Of, may, he might give us ludicrous speed, you know. But that, um, <laughs> it's in continuity. It's in continuity now. The Gonta plaid is now a scientific reference. Oh, I mean... <laughs> Man, I would really pay to see that. Uh, but speaking of Zack, Zack Snyder, <laughs> let's stay on him for a bit because sure. we got um, the first re real full trailer. Those weren't released before, but it was more like a teaser. A uh, first full trailer for his next project because we've talked about him to death and his ongoings of Netflix. Yeah. And that's Army of the Dead. Now, you actually sent me this trailer, so I, I want to defer to you as, as, a, as a first take on that. What did you think? I liked it, man. It's exactly what I expected and it's exactly what Zack Snyder should be doing. Just more mindless stuff where you can put his visuals up front and have to worry about sacrificing a story, which probably is not going to really be there, let's be honest. Right. Um, and this is exactly, this is his wheelhouse, you know, and if anybody who's seen Dawn of the Dead, yeah. which I, I think is great. Dawn of the uh, Dead is agree. fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It is. And I think this is just like, the, it might be, you, you can call this a sequel to that for the most part. I thought it was. I thought it, was, I, the, yeah. it, it felt to me like a sequel from Dawn of the Dead. Like, like, right, and that's a good thing. Yeah, definitely not, not definitely not like five minutes later sequel, but definitely in the world of you know. Right now, we're and like I said he, you know, he, visually we know we talked about he's great, and I think this is oh, his, exactly what he needs to do. That trailer had some solid visuals, like uh, like that. It that, did. That it was one great, chick, man. Oh man, yeah. that was so, so awesome. Yeah, and and I, and I liked. I mean, it's not like a typical zombie take. Cause I thought it was like a. I mean, I, maybe I, I missed in the trailer, but it didn't seem like there's some kind of worldwide pandemic. It's more like just it's honed in just in Vegas, I think. And no one really knows what's going on, which right. I find interesting, I think. And then, you know, they kind of do something a little different. I mean, it's a little bit of a, what's that movie? Um, I Am Legend to it, where they're yes. the, the little bit of intelligence factor, the more organized or whatever, mm. which is nice. You don't really see that a lot in zombie films. Right. Um, so I like that. It looks, it, looks, it looks like fun, dude. It's going to be a blast. I mean, I, I, don't expect much, obviously, because... You know, it's dude, they're going to rob a bank and when rob Vegas and the zombies. That's it. As long <laughs> as long as simple. you're as long as you're not trying to give the zombies importance. Like I, I think sometimes people get lost in the in the muck of like having everything explained. Like oh, what do zombies mean? And, and and I know people say well, zombies can be the representation of like society or the fact sure. that you know they're crumbling or, or or the mindset mentality or the destructive nature. Blah 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 blah. So I think I think sometimes what makes a great zombie movie is when you just go oh my god there's zombies and you go from there and it's just like exactly. yeah and i think this is this is what this looks like anyway right you know this guy show up to do a heist it's a heist film that turns into the zombie yeah. galore, galore and and they're surprised by it so they don't know what to expect i think it's just them trying to survive perfect that's all you need to do well you know some what? cool visual it's not some great you know it's not some great action yeah all these movies even sucker punch which sucked had great action. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, visually, Sucker Punch. Like, a, a, a real side note on Sucker Punch. One of the things um, me and a buddy of mine always laugh at when everything about Sucker Punch is all those all those amazing set pieces start when they try to force this chick to start dancing for their sex club. And I always thought I would love if they cut away from the action sequence to show her dancing, and she's just there standing really awkwardly because she doesn't know how to dance, but all this is going on in her head, and she's like, she thinks everyone's going, oh my god, that's amazing, and she's just awkwardly like, almost like Elaine trying to dance from Seinfeld, but that's what she looks like when she's having that huge, amazing set piece in her brain. Like, I, I would kill for the cutaway of that. Like, that, that's what I wanted. I never I mean, got and it. And in Zack Snyder, you can see, like, people, like, you know, uh, flushing away dollar bills in slow motion. Oh, man. That's a no, man, man. sweaty, gross one dollar <laughs> bills from, Jesus. like, dudes who come from, like, resentful marriages. Like, Ugh. 
just like the, like the, the 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 sweat from the fingertips extends like spit out of the Godzilla's mouth. The blah, like oh man, I, show me show me that and just make me feel gross when I finish watching. Like I gotta shower. This is horrible. That'll be a peak uh, peak night at that point. Yeah, I, you know, um. you know, I, I'm a li- I'm a little bit bummed out because I kind of would have ho- hoped because it is like a bank heist movie kind of setup. Um, how long do you think the Ocean's Eleven franchise would have gone before they stumbled on that version? Like the sequels now, like, <laughs> we got to rob a zombie uh, encampment. Like, oh man, here I'll tell we go you what, again. <laughs> if we get like a Brad Pitt, George Clooney zombie kind of cameo, it's be the greatest movie of the year. Yeah, that's hands true. Down. You know, you what? stop it. Stop every movie uh, right now. If we see man, that, that's it. Like, I, I forget will. it. I, I I would have to actually pay for Netflix for one whole month to go, bravo, guys. Bro, made I mean, it happen. Just, man, because that, man, that'd be, my little Matt Damon, I mean, that'd be fantastic. It'd, escape. Um, it'd be genius <laughs> if they actually would have really pulled would. it off. Ma- <laughs> like a master stroke. Like, you know what? I take, ma- oh, my God. <laughs> I take back everything I said about all your superhero movies because you redeemed yourself with a cameo. And it's possible because Brad Pitt showed up like for three seconds in Deadpool 2. Oh, well, that's so, true, Deadpool 2. Yeah, that's that something like really quick. doesn't have to be just like a flash and there they are and that's it it, it would be great second scene. it would be great if they were running away from the zombies and you saw the oceans of lesbian zombies kind of hanging out like just <laughs> talking to each other it was chasing Andy Garcia fantastic uh, <laughs> and on that note uh, <laughs> another interesting story we got uh, based off a trailer I'm not getting too much into a trailer it's the Fast 9 trailer which is so, so this is kind of nerdy. This is kind of nerdy because no, this is nerdy. It's gonna get nerdy because the Fast and Furious. This is an animated movie. This is this is oh, what it is. Okay. It's, yeah. It's, well, I mean, come on. Yeah. Um, and it's it's ridiculous, but I get it's fun, and I, I watch it's minus fun. But they they were talking to a director um, a couple of days ago, and I guess he was just talking about the franchise and whatever. And long story short, he kind of said, "Hey, in a way, let's not rule out the possibility of a Jurassic Park." Fast Nine crossover because it's the both universal. Oh, really? Oh, and not, not, I mean, listen, he was just saying in passing that this, you know, something that could happen. It's never gonna happen. There's no way. Oh, but, come on, but, come on. You don't think? But so? I gotta, I gotta admit, that sounds kind of badass, though. Yeah, like, am I, am I, I'm not alone I, here, at right? At this point, at this point, you might as well because everything You're right. yeah, is yeah. so ridiculously on the table already. Yeah, look, if you look at the entire Fast and Furious franchise. It is essentially the the superhero reveal done in movies. You know, like there's a guy on the street and then a supervillain attacks, and that guy who you think is normal opens up their shirt and they reveal that they are a superhero underneath. I feel that's what the Fast and Furious franchise was. The first couple movies, they were just a normal guy. They were just like maybe an yeah, edgy criminal. Yeah, and, and it was like you know racing cars and thieves, whatever. That's and then by Fast Five, it's them opening the shirt going, nothing's impossible to me. <laughs> And it just became a cartoon fest of it. It, it is. I mean, when you have, I think I thought which number it was, but but The Rock and I think. Oh, that he, wasn't even a movie. That was that was a spinoff sequel. It was Fast and the Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw, which which to me might as well is my favorite out of all the movies. I got. I'm like, just give up on the cars and just make you guys superhuman. That's what I want. This is the great. best. What they are now, because the one scene where I think uh, Rock's in the hospital, he's got a broken arm, he's, he's got a cast. And he gets up and he just flexes and the cast breaks. I mean, come on. Yeah. Well, Amazing, uh, uh, but ridiculous. I'm sorry. That, that wasn't realistic enough for you. That wasn't how science works. That if you flex your muscle, your bones, 
snap into place like a puzzle piece and then becomes made out of pure adamantium. You're like, I'm ready to go. Rock smash. Like, you know, that's not how it happens. I mean, this may be the prelude, uh, maybe to uh, Black, Black Adam. Adam. Yeah. Yeah. Shazam! It's the origin story over here. We might see Vin Diesel cameo on that. They might as well. Ridiculous. But, but you know, the concept of this with Jurassic Park I mean, it's so over the top, and it, you're right, it's in the wheelhouse of what they've been giving us last few years. It'd be kind of fun, I mean... I was surprised, because I heard a rumor you know that they, like, I thought space was going to be the option before dinosaurs. It, well, I, I think at the end of the trailer, I think it looks like they're going close to space. Have you seen the trailer? Yeah. It's a scene like, on a rocket, I don't know, whatever, but... It, I thought the rocket which was like, makes the, sense. The, I thought the rocket was like, you know, that classic, we got to stop this missile from activating. I thought that was it. I, I don't know, I, th I thought, the, I, I couldn't, I mean, it's hard to tell, it's just, you know, the scene's out of context but sure. it seems like but they, they got the helmets on with the you know with the uh, the you know with the shield the face shield and all right. that stuff so it looks it looked like astronauts see well, um, I mean, you, you might be right. I, I i thought it was gonna be like stratosphere kind of like very much on still on earth but just on the, well, right but again they're, 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 they're right there they're right exactly. there exactly I mean, they're very clear it can, it can tee they, 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 they make a, a wrong left turn end up in space so they're yeah, right there you know what but, I, I think but you dinosaurs do space, man you do, do you do space here's what i would do you do space and then you do aliens, and then the alien DNA falls on Earth, and then you do dinosaurs. That's how you do it. So that there's or, a, or dinosaurs in space. Oh my God! Stop it! You should make my brain explode of awesomeness. That is so great. <laughs> like, like it's not a Jurassic Park; it's a Jurassic space station. And you're having, and like we learned our lesson, guys. We're not gonna put dinosaurs on Earth because they always escape. So we're gonna put them in space. Exactly. And we're gonna right, take them on space. They escape on the moon, or where the hell they are. And here's the best part. And you part. see them like floating, kind of walking, floating on the moon. The, the best part is that, you, that because it's so expensive, they only allow one percenters. Can, only one percenter can afford to make it. So you know when the dinosaurs break out, they're not going to have uh, they in survival skills. This is going to be the most easiest murder scene out of anything. And then they're going to be like, listen, this is too dangerous. So we need to send the most elite elites. And then you would have The Rock do that stupid scene. It's like, if you want to stop wolves... You need wolves. He goes, if you want to stop dinosaurs, you're going to need dinosaur hunters. Like, and then, and then, and, and so you, then you send Vin Diesel because he's old. And so you send Vin Diesel as a, as a Jurassic Parker. And <laughs> yeah, and, original Jurassic Yeah. Is it, and then you send, and he has his fast, and then you, you bring in new people because people got to die from the dinosaur assault until you get whittled down to just the core fant, uh, Fast and Furious guys. And then he's like, oh, we're going to die. He's like, we're not going to die because we're family. And then they'll figure out a way to blow up the space station. And then one T-Rex in a helmet comes back to Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, and right, right if, when they're fighting, they're doomed. In walks in Vin Diesel's cousin, played by Jeff Goldblum, who now we know is the the man behind Chaos Theory, of course, Malcolm, to save the day because he got through a cameo. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum it. in there. Got to do it. Hey, what do you do here? Life uh, finds a way. <laughs> you know, it finds, it's perfect. Credits, scene. Uh, that's, so, how it, that's how it ends. It ends with Jeff Goldblum. Like, and like a cliffhanger, boom. and you got to wait to you know, it. fast Jurassic yeah. 9 or whatever. That's and it. Then, they're not tossing Transformers at that point. Oh, why, why not? Oh, my gosh. Fast and Furious, Transformers, Jurassic Park? Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Forget make it. Make that yeah, happen. Just, just make mean. it happen. Just, uh, Zack Snyder. <laughs> 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 if, any, if anybody can do it, <laughs> I would charge him with doing it. <laughs> He 
he's the man to lead this charge. That's what I'm saying. Just uh, every time <laughs> a transformer transforms, it's 15 minutes because it's all slow motion. You see all the gears. And that's cool. Ooh. It's kind of cool for you know. You know uh, amazing. Uh, so as long as they make it the original 80s design, I'm in. If they make it like they made Bumblebee, but they look like they're from the 80s, I'm in. Make that happen. Give me oh, no, 80s yeah, design. Agree. I need yes, 80s design. I, I, yeah. I, I agree 100. So uh, no easy transition out of that. So let's go well, to the next story and the next yes. nugget here. All right. Um, and let's stick with the. Uh, let's go to Netflix here because okay. a movie dropped, a, okay. uh, starring uh, Melissa McCarthy and uh, oh my god, what's her name? Um, uh, I can't think of her name now. By the way, Thunder Force was a superhero movie. Olivia Spencer thing. Olivia there we go. Spencer. There we go. Um, who's great? I, I like both of them uh, yes. for the most part. So they came out of a movie, Netflix attempt at a superhero flick. Now I, I had a feeling this was going to be bad before time, right? Before okay, time. I mean, sure. let's be honest. But I'm like, what? I'm, I'm going to give it a chance. I told my girlfriend, hey, uh-huh. and, and, and daughter, hey, let's watch it. And that's it's probably a family film, whatever. Let's yeah. do it. So it was last Saturday, the day after it came out. I got a call for a uh, poker game. Oh. And I'm like, well, honey, listen. Peace. So I left. I said, listen, let's, let's watch it on Sunday, Sunday night family. Uh-huh. Whatever, right? Sure. Listen, what, sure. what can I tell? Uh-huh. And she's like, well, I'm going to call her friend over. They want to you know, watch it. I was like, yeah, it's fine. Watch it. If you tell me if it's good, I'll watch it later. Whatever. Sure. Which I meant, was it going to be? Of course. So I'll say this. My girl, love her to death, but her taste, that's a taste of movies. Like her opinion of movies is meaningless for the most part. Because she likes, she's like Mikey from the Life Serial. She likes it. She'll she like anything. Anything. You know, she'll, she'll like it or enjoy it or cause, oh, that's, that's a cute movie. Like, I, we watch Beautiful Mind because she hasn't seen a whole lot. So, I get to watch all these movies again oh, with her great. for the first time. That's awesome. So, Beautiful Mind, great movie, of course. And she's like, oh, that was really cute. It's a cute movie. And I'm like, that's oh, not the word I used to describe cute. it. Yeah, but, yeah. It's not but cute. whatever. Right. F- f- fair enough. So, sure. well, you watch some bad movies and she likes it, whatever. So, if she likes it, it means nothing. Right. Okay, it, so it could be great. It could be a great movie. It could be a so she, now, she's a great she does, brand ambassador of all movies because she enjoys of all, all movies, them. right? Okay. However, if she says she doesn't like it. You know that's a problem. Yes, it's gotta be bad. That's one thing you can trust. If she sure. hates it, it's probably bad. Right. So I got home, whatever. Uh, the next, well, I got home late, but next morning I was like, "So how was it?" When she's like, "Oh, that movie was terrible." I'm like, "Okay, that's all I needed to know." So you're, when your when your girlfriend says I didn't like it, like, Ugh, what a oh, friend. I, I, for a movie like this, now if it's like something that everyone says is good, like on on Oscar, like Parasite, for example, I just thought, yeah. I mean, if she told me she, she shot by herself and hated it, I'd probably still watch it because she's you know she's not into that. She okay. likes more like the fluffy stuff, you know, right. superhero shit and all that. So. But particularly for superhero film, if she doesn't like it, it has to be bad. Okay, well, it has to be bad. So I'm like, you know what? I'm out. I can't do it. But I, I know you saw it. I did see it. Yes. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tell put this out there right now. To be fair, I watched 15 minutes of it at first, and I said, okay, so this is the world that they're trying to establish. Let me establish a world that I can appreciate the world they're establishing. So I get immensely intoxicated, and <laughs> then I was like, now hey, let me see what they have to show me. And afterwards, I really enjoy the movie. <laughs> but wow. I was immensely. Now, is it a great movie? No. Is it enjoyable if you're immensely intoxicated or parenting with children? Yes. Like, I I could show this movie to my kids and there's no problem because there's so many massive adult thinking plot holes that in 15 minutes I went, I need to not think like an adult. <laughs> this is how so, this is going to go. So I, 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 I lowered my, my capacity for caring. <laughs> And like logical thought of like, but what about this? I lower that. And after that, I enjoyed the movie. I giggled. Um, 
there's a reference there's like a whole like mini little very small little corner subplot referencing playing Fortnite. so then my son enjoyed watching the movie oh, I, okay. and so like there's enough things that i think kids are gonna like it and it, it's very much a surface level version of like what a, a pre-teen kid or a kid will enjoy i feel like once you start thinking logically the movie totally falls apart so but if you're like just surface of like i think this is how the adult world is like without knowing how the adult world is like that you take the movie is really fun with that context and that's that's the way i would put it like if you have kids that are not teenagers they will like this movie henceforth you'll enjoy the movie because they'll like it and it, it gives you some time to just turn your brain off from like adulting and life so it's in that sense it's good but if you're like i want to see a good superhero movie no this is a bad superhero movie like this is the kind of movie that if it would have come out in theaters say before the marvel uh universe you would have been like oh superhero movies are dead now this is what killed the superhero movies because wow yeah like there's there's massive sort of like but what about that your brain would just cover that they just completely ignore as a surface level of like haha and i mean <laughs> I, I, aesthetically i enjoyed a few things i like that the, the 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 beginning of the of the movie and a little bit towards the uh, the end of it they did uh the comic book panels as a framing device for editing which i i that was like oh that's cool i don't uh, get to see a lot of that okay. and mind you the last time i saw that was the hulk the when hulk. It, when it yeah. was when it was done by Ang Lee version. by Ang Lee yeah. and you know that was a garbage fest. This is not enjoyable <laughs> for anybody. Uh, but yeah, I, I will say at the end, uh, if the effects are, are good, there's good visual effects. Melissa McCarthy has some very funny moments in it. Uh, that it, I, it, she really does a massive amount of heavy lifting to make this movie even anywhere close to likable but Jeez. yeah it, like like she put in work you could you could tell like she like she ele- she elevated that script where she and she made like a minutely funny into like like giggle funny but there wasn't every time that i was like oh man that's awesome it was just like okay yeah okay all right yeah it's going okay. to the motions at yeah that point so but yeah. uh, but so if you have kids great if you're just a, a person who wants to watch a movie no, that's that's it. Unfortunately, because and it sucks because, like I said, Melissa McCarthy really puts in some work. She has some very good moments, very comedically well timed good moments. But overall, uh, it's it, it it is it is a lot of superhero tropes with only a few enjoyable moments, and the rest you're just kind of like watching and going, "Well, that's an odd choice. That's weird. Why didn't they do <laughs> I, this?" So yeah, I can't say I'm surprised because I mean, li- li- I like Miss McCarthy. She's almost the same character in almost every movie. Of course, fine. yeah. But it's normally when she, the director's Ben, ben Falcone, or Falcone, I forget, uh, who is her husband. Oh, okay. And right, That's... and he he's terrible, right? Because he's done. When I saw him attached to us, I'm like, oh, okay. So he does movies with her. Yeah. He did this. He was in a, he's in a movie too. He's in a movie too. Yeah, yeah. He does, he puts those in some of the films, but Super Intelligence is bad. Life of the Party is terrible. The Boss, no good. And Tammy, they're all terrible. All starring his wife. And and I think, and, why does he keep getting chance? Well, probably because of her. Right. <laughs> she, well, I, she's know, pushing I, him, I, and it's I will bad. say, I uh, the one that she's a spy. Um, well, that I, wasn't him though. Okay, I, I like that one. Yeah. That, that was really yeah, that, that was cool. Yeah, yeah, that was the and the, the, the boss. Um, I'm I'm a, I'm like sixty percent for it. The over mm-hmm. under is ten percent in its favor. But you're right; it's not the best one. But I, I did find there's a, the, the, there's moments in that movie that are way funnier than the moments in, in Thunder Force. 
Oh, that's bad. Um, so, yeah. But, but yeah, so I'm not surprised. But you know, it's free. So yeah, Netflix. I don't. Sure. I said. I, like I said, if you have kids, I'm out, but watch yeah. it. If you have kids, like like my kids enjoyed watching Thunder Force. They were more focused on Thunder Force than they were on Falcon or Winter Soldier. So take that, which is understandable. It's definitely more of a kids movie because they were more right. focused in that than the other. So take that with your grain of salt. Fair enough. Right. Um, another show that that will, yeah, I guess that debuted on HBO Max. Yeah, this was this one I did see. Of course, this was a uh, Josh Whedon project of which he no is no longer attached. That's right. In fact, HBO for obvious reasons. H- um, HBO said that they 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 signed on for a season two, but without Josh Whedon. <laughs> Yeah, and I think he only did the beginning. He was just showing at the beginning of the show. Like the, the first episode, he gets he gets all the credit. Right, if you did, it was if his you, idea. It's an original ID yeah. uh, IP. I'm sorry. It's great. The, the credits is created by Josh Whedon, written by Josh Whedon, directed by Josh Whedon. He lets the people know, like this is mine up front. At oh, the end of yeah, it was all his. But uh, he, he, you know, he, there was a lot of issues. There's been a lot of ongoing issues with him lately, and From so the Justice it is what League it is. Stuff, right. Well, even beyond that, he's being accused of, you know, I guess questionable behavior on set right, they, by even by older his older cast from the older other shows. So it's it's kind of a mess, right? Yeah. What he he could be an asshole. Whatever, fine. But I don't know what else beyond that. I wasn't there, so I'm not going to comment on that. Well, you know, as... there's stuff that happened where his his wife divorced him because he said that he uh, he had a, a certain women that he was like a. a, a you know, for, uh, using the the fact that he was a feminist and a movie maker to kind of get in their pants, or right. you know, so that, so there's a whole bunch of stuff like that. Well, yeah, there's that went on, but and but that was like, I mean a couple of years ago. So he it, should follow him, right? Sure. So obviously, and then with the COVID, a lot a lot of factors. So he's no longer involved in the show. But be that as it may, it is it is his creation, his original yeah. idea. Uh, it's basically a show about uh, it's, it takes place in the Victorian age, you know, turn of the century kind right. of thing, period piece. And there's uh, I guess. Certain people who are considered to be "quote unquote" touched, right. which means they gain some abilities to do certain things, sure. and it's a couple. It's kind of this orphanage of women who are all been touched for the most part, and there's two in particular who go out there and, I guess, are helping them or solving situations involving things like that. Right. Um, interesting concept, and yeah. I, I have my thoughts on it, but I'll start with you. Eric. First episode is this worth continual watch? I think the best way to frame this whole show is Victorian age lady X Men. That's if you wanted to, yeah. like, if you yeah. needed like a, 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 the show described in a sentence, Victorian age Lady X Men is the whole thing. I actually enjoyed the series. I, I, you know, once again, I know there's so many very horrible things with Josh Whedon, but it's almost like Josh Whedon falls under the Mel Gibson problem with Hollywood. It's like there are yeah. horrible people that, damn it, they know how to tell a story. They know how to put things together. They know what the audience wants to see. They know what the audience wants, even though they don't know they want it that way. They understand the whole breakdown of like what makes a compelling story with compelling characters and compelling acting. Uh, uh, I, I I love the fact one of the things like and as a TV production nerd, and I know you're one too. I love when you're putting a TV show together that is high concept with like a lot of genre special effects uh, established in the world, and then you got to find ways to to shortcut those powers so you can save money on your budget. Like, <laughs> I love seeing how that workaround yeah. is because I'm always like, well, that's clever. Like, to me, when people are like, oh, these Marvel shows aren't aren't the, the movies. I'm like, yeah, because their budget is, you think one movie for two hours, you get $250 million, And so you have like three to four set pieces of action and they look amazing. Now imagine to break that down into six hours. You can't 
put that same budget in six hours and expect every episode to be that amazing of a set piece because you got a lot of things to consider a lot of things to try to make up for sure. all these things so i was like seeing how the workaround is and then when the action set piece comes in i it legit looks good so you're like this is great so i'm cool with this aspect of it and i feel like the nevers did a lot of clever stuff like there's a there's one girl who her power is to be a giant basically so they did that whole like perspective shot thing that they, they established that was cool lord of the rings yeah. i thought that was really fun uh mm -hmm. i thought a lot of the powers were very clever because um it doesn't require a lot of special effects but it has very a lot of real real world practicalities to it uh in fact uh the main character her name is miss Tr uh, miss true i believe and her uh she apparently knows how to fight uh like uh Almost like Sherlock Holmes, the the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes, uh, you know, a combination of that with a little bit of of like a, a, the Born Identity kind of kind of fighting style they incorporated for her. But that's not her power is to be to be a, a physical badass. Her power is that she experienced these quote unquote things called ripples, and she will see a moment in the future for like three seconds, and that right. So she can anticipate what's going what's going to happen in some situations. Exactly, and I thought that was a really fun power because it's yeah. it's very it's very it's great for tv because it's visual but you don't have to spend a lot of money to make it happen so I, that was a really right. smart move to kind of put that all together um but like the action is great the story is great the characters are really enjoyable um i believe the way the breakdown is is that 98 percent of the people who are quote unquote touched are women and there's a two percent who are men so mm -hmm. you know you have other characters that either uh are going to be involved or uh, don't really see the way they're things seen because they they have a very uh victorian age man perspective on things um, one of the, the, the biggest highlights for me is the dude who played Hairstar from Preacher is in the series. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and he's great. I, I, like, yeah. he was so good in Preacher that, and he's, he knocked it out with like, in, in this show, he was very much like, almost like an, uh, uh, and, uh, uh, like Hayworth from, from WandaVision, very much a, a, a dude in, in politics and, and government power who does not trust superpowered people. And uh, I, I particularly like, women, particularly, especially, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, so it was, it was really interesting, like the really great dynamics of characters. And you know, I love this thing that HBO does where after the first episode, they give you like a montage of what the whole mm -hmm. season is going to be worth. And that done to the London calling backdrop, I thought was excellently played. I thought it really got me excited to what's going to see next. I even, sh I, I watched it and then the next day I showed it to my wife to, uh, to I didn't even tell her Josh Whedon because you know she's she's got her feelings about Josh Whedon. So fair enough. <laughs> I was like I was like I'm just gonna show it to her and with, with like no pretense and she enjoyed it and then when she at the end she's like oh Josh Whedon did this I'm, oh. like, <laughs> I'm like wait 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 yes you but, just, he's gone he's gone yeah, he's out he's of the gone. show listen listen we we all enjoyed Avengers and we enjoyed Firefly and we enjoyed Buffy so let's put it all in context horrible person yes good quality work he's Mel Gibson for TV. So just you know, let's realize that. So uh, it, it was it was really good. And the one thing that I thought was a little tropey, but it was done so well that I that I was like, you know what? I, I now I want to see it. Is the uh, the antagonist of the show that they're establishing is like a female Joker? Yeah, her name is yeah, Malay, right? Yeah. Uh, and it's and and it's it, it, in fact. Her insanity, I didn't catch it until the second time when I watched it with my wife. So I'm going to put some spoilers out there. Is that okay, Jose? Put some spoilers yeah, out there? Yeah, spoiler okay. alert. Yeah, yeah. So when she first shows up, she's talking gibberish about hearing God but can't 
repeat uh, the sounds God made to talk to her and how, uh, you know, like the, she's trying to fulfill a, a need and that kind of stuff. And it sounds like gibberish. It sounds like crazy talk from a crazy person, which, by the way, it's delivered. Ex- like what she's going through that little monologue, you are mm-hmm. hooked on hearing how she what's going to happen next. It's very interesting. But at the end of the show, they reveal what the event was that caused people to get their powers and apparently alien spaceship that comes gently flying through the clouds everyone in 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 the uk and london stops to look at the ship and they pump this like stardust into the air and if it if the stardust touches you that's who gets power so some people the stardust most people the stardust completely avoids and it only goes into certain people or people who like actively reached out to touch it those are the only two types of people that got the power and when you realize that uh, Malays, I think, uh, Malanese, whatever her character's name is, uh, when she is, when they introduce her right before the starship comes in, she is being, uh, her husband has, uh, has, uh, has submitted her to be, uh, to be, uh, placed into a, 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 got, yeah, committed, into, a, a committed yeah. to like an asylum, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and you usually, oh man, you know, it's just women who are like, uh, I don't think you should be treated like a piece of garbage. No, no, you're crazy. You need to go to the asylum. <laughs> so at first you think that. But when the when the ship pumps out the stardust, after the ship does its uh, seed spreading, it takes off, and everyone re- goes back to normal like nothing happened. But because she's crazy, she remembered everything. Yeah. So if you notice, like yeah. when they when they're trying to put her into the asylum, she's like, "No, look at the sky," and they're like, "All right, lady, that's enough." Mm-hmm. And and so her little rant on the big when we see her on the stage is she's talking about that moment, and I didn't realize yeah, that yeah. until I, I was like, "Oh, because she's crazy." So their forget me sauce didn't work on her because her insanity is like, "No, no, no I see things that aren't there." <laughs> so you know, it, it, I thought that was really uh, really interesting. And here's the thing: when you take Thunder Force compared to the Nevers. The Nevers is like what? It felt like a, like a 45, 50 minute episode, right? More or less, yeah. And uh, I, I believe Thunder Force was just shy of two hours, like maybe like an hour 45. Okay. And I, in the one hour of the Nevers, <laughs> the effects and the story made more sense than Thunder Force. And so if you want to know the once again but hbo this show's clearly meant for adults you know there's uh, hbo's prime slot are sunday nights starting oh no it's, a, it's an adult show that's not yeah and so like because of that you're getting an adult show that has thought of all the like the whatabouts in wouldn't this and they go this is why and you're like okay you covered everything so i'm in so if you want to compare the two uh if you're an adult watch nevers if you are uh, an adult with children, you watch Thunder Force, and that's the way I would put the the breakdown on both. Both of them are female led centric uh, superhero shows, but the Nevers really interesting, very uh, really well acted, uh, really good effects, uh, a lot of a lot of smart management on like how to make things look a certain way within a budget, but still make things look amazing. And, uh, you know, a lot of different, like, uh, groups of people established, and each one has their own wants and needs, so it's very easy to kind of see that kind of thing play out. But overall, uh, uh, if I had to choose between the two, uh, nevers if you're an adult. But if you got kids, uh, <laughs> Thunder Force it up, and, uh, and then you can forget about it for the rest of the day. Yeah, like I say I agree with everything you said. The only thing, the only complaint about the nevers is I think they packed a little too much in that first episode. They couldn't just kind of you know, focus more on, you know, the heroes of the show and then give us some of the other stuff, sprinkle it throughout. It just packed a lot of stuff. There's a lot of information in there. Well, you're a right. Lot. You're right. But I think it's because, it's a, it, you know, we were just talking about this the last episode about 
uh, you know, when we're talking about the Bad Batch and how it's going to be a 70 minute episode, mm. I feel like you got to pack in a, you had to establish your whole world, the, the ground, the groundwork for the whole world in that first episode. And I think that's why they packed so much because they need to let you know, these are all the main players. Others might come and go, but this is the the main set of like of people involved in this in this, in this dynamic, and then you go from there. So I'm I believe if they're smart, every episode that comes out from this point forward, they can focus on an aspect. They don't have to touch on everything like they did this episode. But I felt like I, I hope so. Yeah, because that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, crammed too much in and in, and it maintains that it, it's too much. Yeah, but it, look, it's a good show. It's entertaining. I, I I'm looking forward to Sunday. See where it goes from now. From yeah, now, from here, I guess. Yeah, because if you pack yeah. too much, then you get into the Aquaman problem, which like it's it, it's a good movie, but it's just so much of it. You're like, I can't give a shit about any of this. Right, and so. a show it's nine hours as opposed to a two hour Aquaman, exactly. so it, there's a huge difference. You know, exactly. you can't pack in that kind of stuff, and and things will fall by the wayside. Some stories might not get the full treatment because you got so much to focus on. So that's my only concern. But so, ultimately, it was, a good, it was an entertaining show. I liked it. it, I, was, it was the fun. fact they already got approved for a second season, I feel like it's worth the watch because obviously they 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 have some big stuff planned for the show. So right, um, it's, it's a yeah nothing else absolutely which is a good thing um the next story let's move on by before we get to a uh, falcon and yes yes when a soldier talk here the pen open pen open it pen, oh, penultimate say it. penultimate there you go you episode. mush mouth uh, like, god damn it it's not even a cracker barrel i'm telling you i need my cracker barrel think about breakfast um so oh, yeah, yeah, they, take, yeah, blame take, it blame yeah. blame it on your hunger sure <laughs> i gotta leave something so i'm gonna take the lead on this one it's uh x-men related comic story which uh oh yes you know you want to discuss so floor is yours erica what is in the news with this x-men uh i i, I don't want to go on a rant here um but a, a story <laughs> recently come out on ew that i i talked about lightly uh, here and there on the show and um so uh, if you guys don't know right now in the marvel comic book universe uh the x-men are going through a massive uh uh, concept redesign and exploration of the mutant world, which is fantastic. Basically, the writer Jonathan Hickman, who uh, has done an incredible runs on Fantastic Four, on the Avengers and New Avengers, which led to the massive uh, Secret Wars event that reestablished the whole Marvel Universe and gave us one of the greatest villains of all time, God King Doom, which I'm telling you right now will be the next Thanos in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because they're bringing the Fantastic Four Letting you guys know, if you don't know about God King Doom, don't sleep on him. Find out, read Secret Wars. Before you read Secret Wars, read the Avengers, read New Avengers. If you want, read Fantastic Four, because apparently it's all connected. It's an incredible, overarching storyline. So, he's taken that story sensibility, and he's brought it to the X-Men. And he's reimagined the X-Men, where he says, what if the X-Men founded their own country, their own nation? It's an island nation, where the only people allowed on the, on the island are mutants and so they have a functioning government and the way that they make the world respect them is on this island this mutant island that they've nation they've created they've uh are able to, to generate three types of pharmaceutical pills and these pills one of them extends human life by 10 years but you gotta you gotta take every once a, uh once a uh once a day or once a month but it extends human life for 10 years if you take it once uh, you take the pill the second pill cures all uh, me uh, mental diseases. So any, anyone who has either like brain damage or has bipolar or is depressed or has uh, borderline personality disorder, any kind of mental ailment that you may have, you take this pill and your brain 
is set to a standard functioning level. No more schizophrenia, no more uh, uh, sociopaths, nothing. It, 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 it makes your brain standard, normalized. <laughs> and so uh, when the X-Men do this, they, ha- they approach the United Nations and they're like, hey, we're going uh, and they, and they, and they to invite uh, ambassadors from all the uh, countries in the world to come to their country to have a summit. And they explain that we are going to start selling you these drugs. And there's this great moment where Professor X says, a long time ago, I would have given you these pills for free as a gesture of the human mutant relation we could have. But you've shown me that no matter what we do, because we've saved the universe multiple times, no matter what we do, you'll never trust us. And then Magneto cuts in, because now Magneto's part of the X-Men, by the way. Him and Xavier are running this thing. Magneto comes in and he says, and that's why we're going to sell it to you. And we're going to make our money off your need to live longer and be healthier. And because you can't get this anywhere else, you will become dependent on us financially for your people to have a better life. And that's how we win. Because the longer you depend on us, the more money we make. And then when you're, when the bigotry dies and the more people that are around support us, they will respect us as equals and eventually realize that we are their betters because they cannot obtain without us. That is how we win, by knocking you out financially and, and socially because you are the old and we are the new. It is a massive middle finger to every mutant hate <laughs> version you've ever seen out there, which has been incredible. And, uh, and uh, you know, there's, uh, 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 it, the, the world that they've created for the mutant X-Men is insane because it's so intricate and so weird and so much in their terms. And, and I, there's, uh, there's so much to get into. I, I don't want to spend the whole podcast talking about it. But what does that have to do with the story that was recently put out on Entertainment Weekly? Uh, for the past two years, the X-Men have kind of been establishing the X-Men world. So there has not been a real X-Men team of superheroes out there. So starting this June, they are officially releasing a new X-Men number one with this with their first official superhero X-Men team based out of the X-Men world that they've created now. And uh, they've had a set number of members and there was a one opening slot that Marvel said, wouldn't it be fun if we did sort of like an election where we're going to put like nine or ten uh, mutants that we think would be good on the team and then people get to vote on who's going to be on the team. And there was a certain character that you knew weren't going to make it, like Forge, which is a really interesting character. His mutant power is to make whatever he he imagines to make, but he doesn't know how to make it. Like his mutant power just t- like directs his hands and his brain to make things. Like I want to make a machine that shoots... Uh, six lasers at the same time his mutant power will allow him to make that but he doesn't know exactly like how to make it like he doesn't know the science behind it he, his mutant power just allows him to know what to put together to make that thing happen it's a very interesting mutant power there's a guy called strong guy there's a chick called marrow who can grow like bones out of her body in different shapes and everything like that there's a girl called armor uh there's a the brazilian mutant uh sunspot word up hollow brazilians at where you're at uh and <laughs> cannonball a bunch of music that have been around and uh, and it, all of them lost and then the the voting came down to two characters uh polaris uh which is uh magneto's daughter and a character called banshee which uh if you've listened to uh the jerry rocha uh, 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 action figure episode is my favorite x-men of all time and 
I, I even told uh, I told Jerry and you that if they made a Banshee action figure, the one I want is one where he wears his cool leather jacket that's like a bomber jacket because that's like the cool – for me, that's one of his coolest looks, but he has a goatee and the whole thing. And what Marvel had done this past week is they've been releasing little mini uh, comic book strips on Instagram and Twitter showing like uh, teasers of like – all the mutants that were nominated, and then it says like it's like a five minutes later, and then re- reacting to who got announced as the winner. And so you saw all these other mutants lose, 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 lose and then the final two came down to to Polaris and Banshee having drinks, waiting for the announcement. And then finally they made the announcement, and it's Banshee drinking with all the losers. Like, come on, you losers, let's get wasted tonight. <laughs> Uh, and I got so mad because Banshee deserves to be on the X-Men. He is <laughs> such a great character, so underappreciated. That dude is a he was a former Interpol police detective. He was one of the original X-Men from the giant size X-Men. He always gets shortchanged, and for some reason, his daughter, Siren, that has the same powers, gets all this love and attention. She always shows up at things, and people I'm like she is a knockoff of her dad and her dad is a way more interesting character than her i wish she had a lot of stuff to but she's they she never had like she does no uh she was she wasn't something else and then became a mutant she like she grew up and she was like uh she was sort of like adopted into the superhero world and her entire identity has been i'm a superhero there's not she's not accomplished anything of, of like interest or anything and i feel like you're sort of sleeping on banshee just because he's got that police detective background and he's got that superhero background there's so much you can kind of he's been a teacher he was a teacher of the generation x team so he's got all these different facets that make him an interesting character and they never really put that to the forefront i was very upset that Banshee's not part of the x-men now mind you as a generation x fan i also found out that sync uh they brought not only did they bring him back to life but he's going to be in the new x-men team so that is a nice uh, consolation prize for myself because I love Sync. He's one of my second. He's he's my second favorite character from the X Men in terms of tiers. First two are Wolverine and Banshee. Second one, it is uh, it is a uh, Sync and and Skin and Chamber. Well, actually, all of Generation X is my fa- second favorite team. I just I love them so much. But uh, the the so I'm happy that he's on it. But I'm super mad, especially because Sync is on it. It'd be great to have Banshee on it because they have a connection. They've been the student teacher to make them equal teammates. It would have been fantastic. So, bad move on Marvel. You, you <laughs> lost out on a gold mine of like good storytelling. I know there's gonna be a lot of great stories, and it's, I'm just overreacting. I get it, but no, uh, it is it is it is unfair. I will say, if because you're putting out the, the, right now, I think the, the, the for the first time ever they have double digit multi titles for the X Men. Like it's not just the X Men. Like X Men, X Factor. They have uh, Excalibur. They are, they have a they have a, a Marauders and like there's, there's so many titles. They just released one called X Corp that's coming out, and uh, there's a set, there's a mysterious X another X title that's coming out that I haven't announced yet. There's a there's a bunch of cool stuff. I was thinking, and Jose, you tell me if this is a good pitch. If they have they've established that there's a mutant country and there's a functioning mutant government, right? Uh, even though everyone's a mutant. There's still going to be things either in the outside world or internally that maybe crimes are committed against mutants or maybe crimes are committed from against mutants from other mutants. You know, there's got to be something. Not everyone is kumbaya happy as forever, right? So uh, there's a title that they have called X-Force. And X-Force is like the CIA black ops of the mutant government, okay? Shouldn't there be 
a title where it's the mutant police force of uh, of the X-Men. So not just the black ops when you're doing like like government intrigue and like uh, like uh, like dark uh, affairs for you know on the on the sidelines and the shadows. I feel like there should be a team of X-Men that are like the public face of mutant law and 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 uh, and, uh, and, uh, and 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 crime solving. And I think if they did something like that, you could call it District X or Precinct X, all right? And so you could have characters like Banshee who's a cop. You could bring characters like Bishop who is a cop from the future and have them sort of establish a police force of mutant affairs and have that be a thing it almost be like like a like a like a law and order procedural for crimes while dealing with mutant uh mutant victims or mutant problems that's if you're going to do so many titles marvel give me a cop mutant show uh with starring banshee and bishop and then build from there i think that's the only way i would feel like I, 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 I haven't been <laughs> swindled and vindicated. Give me a police force <laughs> of, of X-Men. Call it like Precinct X. And get all. And I know there's more characters out there that have like military or, 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 or police backgrounds. Make that a team. Uh, of uh, and, and then I I, I I will not be I will not be upset. But that's that's what I would like. I would like a a, a, a police team of X Men starring Bishop and Banshee. And then I'll, I'll consider if, uh, you know we can put Jamie we can put the multiple man in there because he ran a, a, a PI firm for a long time. So that's already three characters. And with with the multiple man, uh, you could literally have multiples of him everywhere. So they could you know sort of be like the 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 cop on the beat situation because you know they'd be patrolling at all time. So there's a lot of fun things you could do with it. And uh, I just I give you some Banshee man. Uh, you know this uh, Jonathan Hickman had put Banshee in the, the in the beginning of the last crossover that they did called uh, X of Swords. Give me. So more Banshee, you're you're missing out on an awesome character that brings a lot to the table, and uh, and, uh, and 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 so that's my little rant. Uh, good for Sync being on the team, uh, bad for Banshee being on no team. So uh, give us some more Banshee. That's that. That's Banshee it. is relegated to a, what I lovingly call the losers' lounge. How dare you? You drinking animal. away his sorrows. I mean, I didn't put him there. Are you, I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just you know, reporting the news uh, that he was. Maybe you know he had his, he had his reservation for one. All set for him. He's enjoying himself. Maybe 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 it's because uh, I I feel like I've been in that lounge a little bit myself, <laughs> and I'm like you know what uh you, you you don't deserve to be here. You're better than this. <laughs> like I get what I did, but you don't deserve to be. Here. <laughs> listen, it's any consolation in the losers' lounge that girl for sucker punches those do nightly shows. So listen, you know whatever. But she's dancing like Elaine, so that's it. None of it's good. It's still kind of funny to watch. There's nothing else. Uh, uh, true, true. Uh, it's funny speak, to watch. And speaking of Elaine. Oh, Elaine yeah. Bennis, Julie good Louis, segue. Rifus, of course. Good segue. She made an appearance in our beloved Falcon and Winter Soldier so, this past week. This so was, I guess. Get, yeah, let's get to it. This is the big. Let's start with her. This was the big The big reveal. Cameo, big character. Big reveal, which yes. I got to say, listen. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you, right? Well, here's the or, thing. or is it the other way? Because this is the second time that they've kind of hinted at a big reveal, obviously, with um, 
in WandaVision and uh, but but because and nothing was, happened there was, the there was no there was no big claim in fact if I remember it, it wasn't a big claim and, but, it, I, and I, I think that's why I wasn't it kind of snowballed into that right it I, just well some people did but it was really funny because a lot of the people who usually snowball this were also the same people going now guys remember WandaVision burned us so let's not get too hyped about who this could be but here's the thing because I know that character I actually got more excited. Right, I think for, for, for the, the you know the casual fan, this wasn't a huge deal. Except, oh my God, Elaine Bennis. Yeah. Um, now we have Elaine Bennis and Zemo, the two worst dancers in TV history, together in the same show. That's that's genius Do as far it. as I'm concerned. Do it. But uh, you know, but as far as like when, when the show, like I'm I'm unfamiliar with her. Uh, I've heard some things after the fact, and and you know just explain who exactly she is in the Marvel universe. Not, not to get into in too complicated of a scenario because, you know, she's a very comic booky uh, spy character. Mm-hmm. But she is a, a, a really big in the Marvel spy stratosphere. She is an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. She is a confidant of the OG Nick Fury when he was white. Uh, <laughs> uh, so that's how long back you're, you're, you're talking about. She was like uh, Nick Fury's lover for a long time. She originally came from like a Hydra background, uh, but then was revealed to actually be uh, a Shield, you know, deep cover kind of stuff. And she's she's lived in that sort of like gray area that uh, a Black Widow or a Winter Soldier would live in, you know, very much in that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So to see her sh- sort of show up, you, they really set that precedent of like she is a woman in the know, but you know nothing of her. And I and I like that, you know, when she gave. Uh, John Walker's wife, her card, and they looked at it, it was nothing on it. It was just white and black on each side. Like, right, which kind of makes sense because you know who, what side she's really playing for. Exactly, and, I, and yeah. I love that subtly when people are like, her name's not on it. I'm like, yeah, because you know, both sides is a black side and a white side, and then you know that little gray strip in the middle, that's her. That's where she lives in that gray strip. That's why she even says, oh, by the way, a, a little a little tip for you, the, the shield doesn't belong to the U.S. government. It's a little bit of a gray area that you should mm. know about. That's... Yeah. Like that moment was perfect because she lives in that gray area. And because of that, I started thinking like, oh man, this is one step closer to sort of like we talked about the last episode, which I kind of feel like I kind of called it, which is they're sort of setting up like a black ops Avengers. Right. Because, I mean, especially after what they, what they did with John Walker, they, 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 they stripped him of his titles, all of them. And they kicked him out of the military. Like, it, it, it was a really smart uh, way to handle it. It was a very realistic way to handle it. I thought that it was going to go the other way, though, where the government was going to justify the murder because he was associated to the to the, to the the terrorist group. But they're like, no, you straight up did wrong. You murked this dude, so you're out. And I, I thought that was a really, really cool. But I loved her, her sort of like... I always like, for some reason, I'm a big fan of... Uh, when you're watching spy movies or spy shows and everyone talks very flippantly to anyone who's not part of that world like their children and uh, and uh, you know almost very much like uh, I'm just gonna play nice because that's what you're supposed to do to act po- to act in public and so in, in having that sort of attitude like you, you're letting the person know I'm just acting this way because this is the polite way to act but you're too stupid to understand what I'm doing here. And I always like I always like that feel of like the spies or like the uh, adults talking to the children who are just <laughs> other adults who don't know what's going on. I like that, and her her her, her cadence and the way she spoke was very much in that in that worldview, reminding me a lot of like early Nick Fury when they were establishing him. Uh, so I, I I really like that, and I, I'm I'm excited to see what they're gonna do because she is not gonna be important to I don't believe in uh, to the rest of the story. She was only important to John Walker. 
And I think that uh, what she's going to bring to the Marvel Universe going forward, she's going to be sort of like the anti-Nick Fury. Uh, you know, in that sense, where if Nick Fury is assembling the Avengers as a public face, she's going to establish like a, a dark Avengers kind of quote. See, there you go. The Black Ops, a dark Avengers to handle the dirtier aspects that you can't send the Avengers to. I think that's what they're angling for is a dark Avengers. So that's it. Right. This could be something we see later on. And not, yeah. it's not going to be here, obviously, because there's only one episode left. The, right. And the rumor, I've heard a rumor that when they do the next Avengers movie they're going to do is not a straight Avengers movie, but it's going to be like a dark Avengers to kind of like show that the world has changed. So this is why, you know, they're not going to be... Uh, so if you like the feel of like of like a, a Suicide Squad or, you know, closer to what I, you know, the, uh, you know, a Suicide Squad done right, like the actual, uh, like a Dirty Dozens kind of like a... Right, these uh, will be the guys. Yeah, these will be the guys to, yeah. to do it. And so I, I, I like that aspect of it. So I'm hoping that's where it goes because I feel like this, it, especially bringing John Walker and you're establishing very much like we're going to be in the gray area of things. And I, I, But this is this is something probably going to build a little bit at a time, I think. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. Introduce it, one it, character here. In the background. There. In the background. Yeah. Of and not, exactly. and not in every yeah. show, not in every movie. But no, 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 of course not. But, you know, every so often something's going to pop up and, you know. Oh, hey, we got a team or something like that. I, I could see that happening down the road, which would be cool. It, it, you know, it, 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 it might be, uh, once again, not to put crazy predictions, but uh, maybe episode six, because there, it's a dark Avengers, but you got to get people that kind of look like the Avengers. Maybe you might see a white vision there. Maybe, but... Oh, yeah, I don't. I mean, <laughs> I, just because it, 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 he's a vision, and you always might need, you know, a, a, a super robot. Sure. On yeah, I, I'm the. Yeah, I'm not sure they're going to touch that quite yet. I mean, I don't. I forget. I mean, was this, obviously, was uh, this film before after. I don't it, know, but uh, who this knows? was supposed to come out before before WandaVision. Before, so right. you know, but like because he did it, maybe they filmed an extra thing because maybe. they did. So I'm just saying, there's a maybe. Like it's like ten percent. There's no way you should put and we should become invested in this. But it would be very fun and surprising if it did. What I'm saying. I did hear that, and, and you know, Elaine Bennis, I'll, I'll use that name because that's, well, that's what we know her as. She was rumored to be before in Black Widow. Oh, really? And they either, from what I understand, they may have changed plans to put her in this show instead since Black Widow got delayed or whatever the case right, is. Right, right, right. Or she still may be in both. So the, it potentially it could be some, her involvement with her. With, maybe an after you know, credit guess, scene with, with, in Black Widow with her? Maybe. Or she, maybe she could have been behind. I just, this is just rumors. I'll take, take it for this word. Right, uh, right, behind right. Uh, the organization that you know came up with the um, Romanoff's, uh, you know, the, the girls. Oh, really? and, you know, The okay. program. Something like that. I mean, that, that's, that's what I hear. But I mean, I, for, for whatever that's worth, that, that I think the plan was for her to debut there. Right. But again, plans change for obvious reasons. Sure. So I don't know. So who knows whether she show up or not? But again, I heard that, so that's, which, which makes sense. But overall, Black, Black Widow is more closer to something like Falcon One Soldier oh yeah, than absolutely. anything else. Absolutely. So it makes sense that world that's building. So, so I get it. Overall, I think I think that uh, in terms of like the first fifteen minutes of the show, really liked it. The action sequence when they took the the the, the shield from Walker. Oh, that, that was, was great. After the first opening, great. the opening scene, action scene. Yeah, I guess continuation of what happened. You know, after he killed the guy. Yeah. Great scene. Great fight scene. Great. Man, it was intense. Good stakes behind it. The winds, the the winds get ripped off from oh, Falcon. That, that was really that cool. was huge. Now yeah. I will say when 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 Walker was fighting uh, uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon, uh, did you feel that Winter Soldier was holding back a little bit? Uh, just because he didn't want to hurt Walker because they were trying to bring him in alive. I don't think so. I think he's, he was 
Because in that scene, no, you're, you're, you're saying I, I didn't get I didn't get that sense like he was like holding back. Because he even said, "No, I want to do this." Like he knew this, this the jig was up. Well, he was gonna get that shit one way or another. <laughs> I, I I've been getting the feeling that whenever uh, whenever Winter Soldier has to fight someone that he n- knows is not a straight up criminal, like like even Walker, he's still a mil a, a military soldier. He just broke bad, but he's still like you know uh you know a quote unquote yep. the good guy. Yeah, but, but he was ready to kill these guys. I mean, he, he, I, know. I mean yeah, but Walker he was yeah. going crazy because he was he was you know under all the pressure and the super soldier serum was making his brain go bananas. But like seeing. Uh, Walker fight Winter Soldier, like he was tossing around like he was nothing. And uh, granted, the the Super Soldier Serum like protected him for some of it, but I think Winter Soldier could have taken Walker out if he wanted to take him out. And and even though Walker was fighting like he wanted to kill, I felt like uh, a Winter Soldier was holding back just enough because he's like, I can't, I don't want to kill. I'll kill him if I have to, but I don't want to. So I got to fight like I, I just to put him down. And I I felt that was. I've seen it several times when they, when they first fought the Flag Smashers, he wasn't going in as hard as he did when they were in Imagipore. Make sense? Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, if if he still has that hang up about who he was, I I, I get very it very much. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, in, in this ep- this episode, he he literally says the hang up. You know, we well we'll get the, yeah. the later part of it, but I I I've noticed this like whenever he fights someone who he feels well, he's not a hundred percent sure if they're like a legit straight villain or he feels like they're 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 kind of caught in a moment. He will hold back and just fight to kind of take him down because you saw Walker. Walker's like, Rah! and there was no point where anyone was like screaming in in the in the rage that Walker had. And I, and I think that's the difference is that Walker was giving a hundred and ten percent, and these guys were fighting at like ninety five because they didn't want to kill him; they wanted to take him in. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, I can see that. So that I can see that, that. and yeah, yeah. Uh, great scene, though. Yeah, great scene. And great then, scene. And that then, was a great opening, uh, and which is kind of a shame because not the, look. This is a good episode. It wasn't as good as the last couple. Obviously, we we can. I think we all could agree to that. It was. It was. It was, just, a, you know, it was a different. It was an interesting episode. It was a different episode. It was interesting, and I and, I, and a lot of shows do this, and and I, I won't fault these guys. This is a trope that I've seen lately, where all of a sudden, you know, the episode before the finale ends up being something slower paced, kind of kind of move away from the story that they were telling it, it was, I'm, I'm not a big fan of I, to be honest with you i see that like, a lot i felt like they or flashback it, scenes or whatever it depends on it one division right. the same thing with their with that same trope where they kind of went back and showed all the past and all that i i i i it's i feel like it's different than than wandavision because wandavision uh the second it, the reason why they did that for the second to last episode is they had to do the reveal because anytime you do a show that's framework as a mystery the second to last episode is like is like is like the, the the river on a poker game. You get to show all your cards. You got to show it to see why people are going to react now too. Right. It's just the amount that they show was a bit much. It could have. I could. They could have staggered some of that stuff throughout the show to kind of build that. Well, one the vision relationship. But I mean, that's a whole different thing. Right. And and this one, I get. I get. I liked what they gave us. I thought it was really good. I thought maybe it would have been better it, served to do that earlier. It was. It was. You it, know. I I feel like the reason why they did it is because they they had to reframe the tone of the show. And so this whole episode was a reframe of everybody right they it, brought back isaiah um, they brought back isaiah and they, and they, they yeah, kind of let, let, let him set, set, set his piece uh carly yeah. uh carly Magathel, she's completely embraced the the villain that they've cast her as or she's made her made people right she is who zemo pretty much exactly uh you you they completely uh reframe and establish that that winter soldier is ready to for the next phase of his life because 
of not only uh, you know coming to terms with about Zemo and they, making sure he, the Wakandans got him back, um, not only showing that he is beyond his Winter Soldier programming, even though he acknowledges as long as he has memories <laughs> of the Winter Soldier, a part of him will always be inside of him. Right. Um, he even uh, comes to terms to understand like the fact that when 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 uh, when Steve and him talked about giving the shield to Sam, they never considered what that shield would mean to like a black man, like. Those kinds, that, which of, is good. That was really cool. Really cool, yeah, and really I love. I like that. And, I, and I, 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 once again, so and then, uh, in that same time, even Falcon reframed himself as not only as a I'm just a guy that is holding the shield, as opposed to can I be the guy who holds the shield? You know what I'm saying? So no, yes, every yeah. I feel like everyone's character got reframed for the next phase of their of their adventure. It in their did. Lives. It's just it's just out of placement. It's not, it wasn't bad. It, it, right. It's just it was just it was just weird. Like the story took a backseat to this stuff, which I get is needed. And maybe just six episodes may have been too short for this. Maybe I don't know. In hindsight, well, perhaps. I, 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 one of the, I not actually, a huge deal. Not no, a huge no, deal. No, I actually, 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 I'll tell you what. I actually kind of liked it because it made it feel a little bit like real life, where like in real life you're going through a thing and then. There's a pause, like you're, even though no matter what you're going after, there's a break because life is like okay now you know until something happens there's nothing else to do, so now you're on a break and I kind of like that because that's how life is sometimes you might be you know going sure. through a thing and then now now you gotta wait three months for like uh, for like someone to review it or for someone to get back to you or for the next thing to come in so I like the fact that like real life sometimes there's a pause and what do you do in that pause and you know, when you're paused you sort of like you know. Intentionally, unintentionally, you take a moment to, to sort of like take in what you've experienced and then go, what is that going to say? Did I learn from this? And what what do I change about myself to make myself go forward? And, you know, like I said, I feel like uh, uh, Winter Soldier has become a more well-rounded and and uh, and uh, almost like a... Uh, a more self-aware character where he, you know, uh, where, where, where Falcon kind of gave him that sort of like uh, uh, that veteran counselor kind of talk that he gave Carly to mm-hmm. Winter Soldier. And he kind of had to come to terms like, you know, if you've got to put in the work, you got to put in the work. You can't do things on right. your terms. you got to just do things. And I wonder if he's going to go talk to that uh, Asian guy at the end. I think that's, I got to finish the last episode and we're not going to get to time wise, but I think it's going to start off big and, and kind of like intimate, like, like this episode was, and I think the scene with him going back I, to, to the Asian guy, I, I got a feeling. I think it's going to open on the Asian and it's going to close on the Asian. Like, I feel like he's going to tell him, he's going to hate him. And then in the episode, he's going to thank him for telling him the truth. I think it's going to be one of those. It's possible. Depending on time. Cause I mean, the whole thing, like, they, they kind of just started what would be the climax, I guess, with them taking over the, the GC, whatever it's called. Right. Um, so I like the, the fact. The, I like the fact they brought back Batrock the Leaper as uh, to right. Uh-huh. Yeah. I like that. But I that if happen. you noticed, Batrock the Leaper, it was revealed that he was set free and then rehired by Agent Thirteen, by, uh, Sharon Carter. Yeah. Which go- this makes me think that maybe Sharon Carter is uh, connected somehow to the Power Broker because the Power Broker That's wants to I'm get thinking. her, but she's helping them. Like there's a whole there's something there. There's something there. Yeah, this and I, I, that would be one of the big reviews. I mean, I think she's she's not the man behind the man, but she's the the face of it now. I think. Yeah. We talked about that, and there's someone else behind it, obviously. I, but I, I'm saying scroll. I'm calling scroll on this. Then let, let's it'd be interesting. Let, let's see. Um, I did like. I, I mean, I loved this the sequence with him. We know when uh, Isaiah's talking to. Oh. To, um, to Falcon. To, to Falcon. And because, you know, really put that perspective. But yeah. what I liked about it, because I've, I've had these conversations in the past um, with friends of mine and stuff, who, and they, we discussed, 
who are black and you know a couple of older a couple of younger where that older generation is just just stuck in what what they went through right understandably so. right absolutely right i mean they, they, they went through hell but this is and times have changed yes you know racism still there we get it we get it but it's not this not on the same scale as it was exactly. in the 40s 50s and 60s let's let's just let's call it let's be yeah, real about absolutely. it and they're so stuck in like it's not going to change it doesn't matter what you do don't do it and it has such an effect on the black community where the, the people are young they need to get kind of get past that right so listen i get it times have changed we can't just give up right we got to right. keep fighting and, and we, it, him him holding the shield is a symbol for all the other black kids out there absolutely. Saying, hey, we made it. i think that that was an interesting kind of thing to take that they had on that he didn't let this guy influence him but he needed some time to process no. it too. Like he wasn't. He did. He, yeah, because yeah, yeah, something he didn't think about, right? Exactly. He's like, oh man, I didn't, I didn't think about the whole. He just looked at it as, you know, black. I'm a superhero. You know, no race involved now. He understands what the racial impact Absolutely. that he has. Absolutely. Which made sense. So I, that's a really great scene, which I was hoping we talked about it. They better yeah. bring this guy back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which they did. You know, I would have wasted it. I still would have wished they would they, they did a flashback of seeing him in action. Like, I would have loved to see that. That would have been kind of cool. Yeah. Maybe him, maybe he did meet Steve. I don't know. Did he meet Steve? Rogers? No, he never, he never, he never, he never met, met him? Steve. Oh, okay, okay. But yeah, he kind of blamed Steve uh, for what happened to him. And then uh, that's when Falcon's like, he Steve did, but he was more like, in jail, right? Right. He's the white guy. He's a symbol. He's white. I think that it was more like that opposed to him something he did to him personally exactly so i get it i mean listen i understand because that mentality back then it was different man we yeah. can we don't know we obviously know his experience to that level <laughs> right um that kind of racism that was bad right. and you know what we see now is it's different to right. for the most part for the better sure but it was cool i like i like the aspect i thought it was really really nicely done and him kind of coming terms with that really cool talking to his sister yeah you know that was a great scene. So, a lot, lot of nice small moments I, in this episode. I, I, I know, like really I, I like the, the the establishment of like flirts between Winter Soldier and his sister. Yeah, and <laughs> and, and, and like if you see my sister, I, I'll have a, uh, like John to cut you up <laughs> the little piece. And my son looked looked at me. And goes, I would do the same thing for my sister. I was like that's my boy. That's it. Good job. Yes, threaten murder with strangers. Oh yeah, from the Good. beginning. I was, I was watching my girl. And she's like. She's a little sooky he's wearing. Like, yeah. <laughs> Seems like it. Uh, and they're gonna explore that any further than they need to, but and that I, was kinda of, was funny. I love I love uh, seeing like like Sam, you know, Falcon step up and go, if I'm gonna be Captain America, I can't just be the Falcon holding a shield. I gotta be Captain America right. like pushing right. you himself. Gotta, you gotta walk the part. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And that's pushing yourself Absolutely. to the peak of your ability, practice mm -hmm. getting all that. I thought that was fantastic. In fact, I feel like this show changed Falcon so much that certain times during the train sequence, he clearly looked like another person. How is that possible? He's supposed to be the Falcon. <laughs> Isn't all this real? Why does he look like a different guy? Like, this experience really changed him, guys. Is what I'm saying? Uh, obviously, especially, physically, mentally. Especially when you see him Amazing. doing like parkour flips. You're like, that doesn't look like... Well, when have you ever done that before? I'm like, eh, whatever. Uh, uh, Fine. That, He's getting the black, the black Widow treatment. Yeah, Fair enough. That doesn't look like Anthony Mackie, but I guess this experience has oh, changed him so much. because It, it wasn't. It is. He's, he's in great shape. Don't get me wrong. No, no. But I'm, what I'm saying is it's clearly not bad editing where you forget to move the camera out so you don't right, see right. something. <laughs> this is the experience has changed him, guys. That's why. Sometimes during the flip, Captain America's face will switch into another person's face because he's changed, guys. He's I mean, changed. This is how this is what the world works. Sometimes when you do something unexpectedly, your face looks like somebody else that kind of looks like you, but it's clearly it's just, not it's you. It's the weight of the shit what it does to That's you. That's what happens, man. It, it, it makes your face look a little weird mid-flip sometimes. But I, I, I thought the whole training sequence now. The end of the episode, uh, you know, the, the GRC is getting ready to attack. Oh, they, they attack the GRC, which, by the way, a little bit of Hydra is... is, is 
when they when they said one world and the guy's like okay cool that's oh, on gotcha. so a little bit of hydraism when they attack the grc and then falcon opens up the case that bucky asked yeah. the wakandans to give him I'm now so interested what that looks like now <laughs> now many moons ago before the pandemic they had interviewed anthony mackie and he had told them um, they asked him, do you get a Captain America suit? And he goes, I have, and I've seen it, and it feels great wearing it. Oh, so, awesome. so, so it is. So I, I, I was like, new wing. Does it have wings? It, it is. It do does. You know, it does. In the comic? Okay, okay, okay. If, in fact, you can look up Sam Wilson or Falcon Captain America, and you will see how they amalgamated the costume okay. that Captain America had from the Winter Soldier. They took that uh, design, mixed it a little bit with the regular Captain America design, and then mixed both those with the falcon design and it looks dope no i'm, I'm so i'm like man i was hoping like we open the case they're I, not gonna show it of I, course and i they knew they did, weren't gonna they show it, it. but like, I, you know, I knew it i was just hoping if, but if, it, if, they, if they can you know marvel does a great job of of of, of the representing the comic book version on the tv in a way that it never looks cheesy and it's actually really close a lot of times like thor and iron man and uh, and 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 Ant Man and uh, Captain America, those are ninety five percent exactly yeah. how they are in comics. So, which is exciting and, and and great. So, if they could do the same for the for Falcon Cap, you're gonna be really happy with the design. If you thought the Falcon costume looked cool, you're gonna love the Captain America costume. No, I'm excited about that. Yeah. And and you know, and then obviously we'll get that reveal next week. And, and we'll talk about that finale, which I'm excited about. And yeah, vibranium wings, that. which means it's gonna be harder to break. Of course, yeah. I so, I, I that I. Court, I knew maybe, so, it's maybe part of suits like that too. So, I mean, listen, I'm excited about this last episode, man. We'll, we'll but deep dive next week. Definitely. One, one last, one last thing before we go. Mm -hmm. Then, did you see the after credit scene? Yes, I did. Okay, yeah. so I, I always fast forward because I, I just in case because not every episode had exactly. It. I was I yeah. was actually a little bummed out that the first four had nothing, so I was like, right. better start bringing it in now. So well, Jose, why don't you tell the nice people about the after credit scene? So after credit, we see uh, Captain Walker, or formerly Captain Walker. He's just Walker now, <laughs> over Russell, either one. Um, he Walker, was American Ranger, <laughs> American Ranger, whatever you want to call him, whatever Nomad. He kind of is Nomad now. Yeah. But he was creating, forging a new Captain America shield yeah. using, I guess, his um, was that a proper heart or heart of um, or not proper heart? It's, um, it's one of the awards. Medal of Honor or something, Honor, yeah. whatever. Yeah, Medal of Honor. He's putting that, infusing that into the shield. So yeah. he's kind of creating it. So, like Elaine Bennis told him, hey, you know, when I call it's you, his, it's not you his property. Ready. Yeah, yeah. So he's trying to get ready, and and I'm I'm assuming we'll see him in the, next, in the finale. I guess. I, I'm hoping they they show us the U.S. I'm sure they will with the black. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they will. He's gonna come, yeah coming to help and take off. I guess. Yeah. I think I would. Really, I'll be shocked if he doesn't show up in this one. Yeah, I, I, I was really excited about the after credit scene, uh, and because it's, I, I think what's gonna happen is gonna, he's gonna show up. They're gonna fight him. Uh, they have to put him down along with putting down the flag smashers, and when he's in jail, that's when uh, Elaine Bennett shows up again and is like, okay, Probably. so uh, you you kind of went off the rails, but that's okay because now that you're in the system. That means you have to do everything I say. So no phone call. Now you just when I say jump, you say how high in which direction and who do I kill or something. Right. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think you wouldn't get that conversation. Yeah. With so him I, some, I, some I'm, I'm hoping that's that's a scene that we get because he's clearly uh, you know uh, just a little off his rocker. And uh, but I was super excited to see an after credit scene, and I, I think it's going to be a really fantastic. And when that toy comes out, I'm totally getting it because. Uh, <laughs> That, it's a, I love the, the, the U.S. agent design. Just the black suit of Captain America looks really cool. So I'm really excited about the, their version of that. Agreed. 
It looks interesting. But uh, uh, that that uh, that is it, Jose. So I mean, I think I think we've done. It. I think we've reached the end of the episode. Yep, absolutely. Oh man, that, this is this is great. So guys, uh, thanks so much for tuning in. We always appreciate it. As always, if you want, you can reach us out on Twitter at nerdsplaining underscore, or you can reach us out on Instagram at nerdsplaining pod. Uh, Jose, why don't you tell the nice people where they can watch you? You can uh, catch me on my other podcast, the Real Mentors Podcast, R E E L, with a focus on television. And uh, guys, as always, you can check me out on ericdesilva.com. You can buy my album, Adorably Offensive, on anywhere they sell albums, you know, Apple or Spotify or, or Amazon. Uh, and uh, as always, uh, if you have any questions, please hit us up. We'd love to answer your questions. And, uh, you know, uh, tune in next week where we reveal the end of Falcon Winter Soldier. We will also be talking about if it's nerdy, we'll cover it. We'll talk a little bit about uh, about Invincible as well because we'll have two episodes by that point to kind of mm-hmm. talk about. So yeah. we'll do a big, big, big drop on that. And, uh, guys, that has been the show. Thank you so much. And as always, guys, if you don't know, now you know. Peace. Later.